When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That cold case you're listening to? Nasty stuff. But you know what else is a crime? Missing even a moment of whatever you're doing to go on a drink run. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered in under 60 minutes. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Oh, look at that. I knew something about a punk band. Just some old fat drunk dudes jumping up and down. This tree just planted itself right on top of the cement. I did watch a YouTube video today. My dad mashed potatoes of Chris Carava. Aaron doesn't know who Chris Carava is. It's so good. That's great. Welcome back, everybody. And uh, we are jumping into 2021 now. Yeah. first episode of our second season and the first episode of the new year Um, and our first episode in what might be a completely failed state we're not sure very possible if uh the events of this past week tell us anything we might be in for a load of shit a treat oh man (laughs) a spicy treat welcome uh Um, welcome into the punk tree um where we talk about punk music and its roots and trunks and branches and leaves. And, and the children um, that climb said trees and the families that have picnics beneath them. <laughs> and okay. This is and, great, guys, but we haven't even introduced ourselves. So, <laughs> listeners, this is Aaron. I'm one of the hosts, and I am joined tonight by Mike, What's another up? one of the hosts, Yep, as well as Jesse, hey, that's who is me. also up? a host. I was also going to mention we could even get into the photosynthesis of punk. This season, oh yeah, um, then we can then we can climb the science podcast charts because okay. nothing says have, like, science like us. Like from here on out, should we have every season focus on a different like study? So like this season could be biology, next season could be psychology, the one after that sociology, trigonometry. As long as as long as I get to That's be like the primary planner. And structure builder yeah. for the astrology season. Astrology, xenophobia, <laughs> that would be a good one. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Xenophobiology. Xenophobiology. Perfect. The, yeah. The study so, of the hatred of other groups. Uh-huh. This is a great Say way to kick right. off uh what people are hoping <laughs> is a year that's less crap. <laughs> yeah. I could, um, I could say that now that it's January, that means four things. Remember, remember when it was December? It meant four things. Before? Sure, man. Sure, go for it. Okay, everyone, welcome to our new segment, Jesse's Four Things. We're gonna kick every month off with one of these. So, Jesse, what's your four things for this month? He's gonna forget my one. Watch. Face, my face is uh, more naked than before. I no longer have a, a bushy mustache. That's true, listeners. You should remember from November, Jesse had started his mustache growing, or December. December, he started growing his mustache and i kind of wish it was back i like that look 
Yeah, you did tell me that I should just keep it, but I don't know. My wife really didn't like it, and I like her enough to get rid of it. You you look both more... She's not going anywhere. You look both more and less punchable. Because, like, yeah. you look you looked punchable with the mustache because you're like, oh, I just want to punch that guy with that mustache. But you didn't actually want to touch his face with your hand? Yeah. If uh, If I'm being completely honest, when I'm looking at myself in my own camera right here, I could tell you that I do feel punchable. And honestly, there's a person that I'm kind of reminding myself of. I've Ooh. got headphones on. And I've got a backwards hat on. And I'm embarrassed to say I've got kind of a little bit of a Fred Durst look going. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Do you see it? Because I do. <laughs> yeah. You look like a Fred Durst that orders like delivered groceries, though. Like, you look like a Fred Durst that's, like, come down a few notches, is kind of domestic, you know, takes his kids for a walk. I don't normally feel like that is is the look that I have, but right now, that's that's the feeling I've got. So, that was my four things. That was one thing. I only... That was one thing, yeah. That is because I did not actually think of four things. Okay, well, we... Now that we've established... That this is going to be a monthly segment. You're on the hook, Jesse. <laughs> to have um, somewhere around zero to four things as part of your four things. Great. Yeah. In that, let's say zero to five. Give them a, a little bit of leverage. Um, All right. Room. Well, yeah. let's get into some real music talk yeah. here. Because Fred Durst ain't going to cut it. No, he's not. So, he never did. What have you guys been inserting into your ear holes? What has your ear hole insertion been? Jesse, why don't you go first, man? All right, well, mine comes with a question because what I've been listening to more than anything, I don't remember how much I mentioned it last year in 2020, but there's an album that I have just been digging into and just put playing on repeat. Um, And it is um, the album called... Sorry, I've got a little hiccup here because I'm drinking. Um, (laughs) We'll uh, talk about that later. It's an album by the band Oh Sleeper, and the album is called Something That Has Escaped Me at This Moment. Bloodied, that is not bloodied. It's called Bloodied, bloodied unbowed. 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 Yeah. Bow is just the front of a ship. You say unbowed, that means you're not bent. But unbowed means you're not bowing. You're not bowing down. Wouldn't that be standing? This is an honest, like, we had not brought this up. Okay, the album is by O Sleeper. It's called Bloodied. And then it's either Unbowed or Unbowed. I think it's Unbowed. I think it's Unbowed. Like, I am not bowing down. Jesse, you teach phonetics and stuff. Yeah, dude. The O-W makes the ow sound and the O sound. And the word bow and bow are spelled exactly the same. Yeah, but Unbowed sounds like a stupid person wrote the title. (laughs) Oh, I disagree. Unbowed makes sense because when you take like a a piece of wood and you put a bow in it, you've bent it. It's no longer good. If so it's you think... an unbowed piece of wood, you can still use it to build something. Uh, I okay. googled the word, the said word in, have... in in conversation, and and the the phonetic spelling here is inbowed. 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 Uh, Unbowed. I'm sorry. Ow. Unbowed. Ow. O u. It shows yeah. an o u, and uh, and it's an and adjective that describes something as not having submitted to pressures 
or demands. And that's what I think that they meant in the title. However, I, I do believe that the point Aaron makes is completely valid. There's there's even a song on there where they talk about uh, shipwreck, which could be related to the bow of a ship and wooden ships, stuff like that. I don't think they were uh, making that connection. I think it's more likely the way I was taking it. However, I don't think, I think Aaron has completely valid points there. Um, Sometimes. Even though I, I hold a different point. You know, I didn't even I didn't even think of that possibility. So when you mentioned it, I was like, oh, didn't even think of that. Although after this conversation, I'm going to do something that our current leader of our country would not do and concede and say, I was wrong. I think it is undoubted. Oh, sorry, guys. Nice. Nice. Oh, that is the bedtime reminder. Nice. Mine should be going off in a few minutes here as well. What the heck, guys? When I... When I no, when I get up really early for like a tea time, I do have to set an alarm and it will remind me to go to bed. Jesse just said he gets up for a tea time. Guess what? He's not talking about golf. Yeah, he's literally talking about getting together with dudes in pantaloons and drinking tea. <laughs> in pantaloons. Yes, Jesse. So back to the songs, though. You, you have been talking. You've probably texted us about O Sleeper more than you have texted us about anything else for the last two or oh, three absolutely. weeks we know you love it i have listened I've, to some of it i know aaron has listened to some of it at some point as well so i've definitely been um yeah i've definitely yeah. listened to that a ton there are I, actually the whole album i think is very 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 good i could even say specifically there's uh five or six songs that just stick out as just being crazy fantastic there's a song called fissure there's a song called two ships and i want to especially say this song two ships is the most thrice sounding song that is not thrice that I've ever heard. Two ships passing the night, one killed it in cold, one slowed from the cold. Then I see you counting pinpoints of light in hopes that. So there's another song called The Island, which just really crushes. I feel like if if Aaron were to have taken my challenge and listened to this album, which I did want to ask you about right now, I feel like The Island would probably be among your favorite songs, Aaron. Hmm. So I only mentioned a few songs there, Fissure, Two Ships, The Island. There's a song called Mutinous, Decimal and Barrel. These songs are all fantastic. But Aaron, I texted you and just flat out said, you have to listen to this. And then you probably, just because I was so demanding, you were like, I refuse. Is that correct? It was that plus it took like six months for you to listen to Strung Out after I told you about them. And so now I want to do that to you. Is that true? Yes. All right. So the answer is you did not listen to it. I have not listened to it. 
you are in the I'm same way that actually not reciprocating what you did to me with strung out you're I not just haven't gotten around to it no so so you told a lie and then when i said is that true and you said yes that also was a lie when you said is that true i thought you were asking if it was true that i haven't listened to the album which i have not done i want you both What's to stop up? talking so bad it's not gonna happen mike you know me i never stop talking all right, cool, anyway, Jesse. So that's something that's been on repeat for me. And then the other thing is actually something I kind of want to talk about a little bit later uh, in this conversation, as I know what we're, we have a few ideas for what we want to get into. But it's a song like shared with me last week. Um, and it's a band that I have liked for very, very long. They're called the Juliana Theory. Um, and they haven't put out new music for I don't know how long. I think it's been at least 10 years. To me, just out of nowhere, they started releasing singles. They signed with a new uh, record label. They they apparently have some sort of deal with Equal Vision right now. There's just a couple singles that are out. And uh, the second one is called Better Now. And I- I've listened to it a dozen times. I think it's just really great. And it comes with a, a music video that's just really powerful. you Aaron I'm gonna pass it over to you uh what have you been listening to so this past week I recently stumbled on a band called No Quarter and they are a a group from Australia they're a a punk rock group which uh you guys can imagine is something that I'm really into the the Uh, punk rock but punk rock yes uh and uh yeah they're fantastic they're kind of a, a skate punk sort of thing you might call them but uh some of their stuff reminds me a lot of like Big Wig. Um, they've got some stuff that actually reminds me a lot of Death by Stereo. Um, <laughs> that really gets me going. Um, yeah, right, but so you said the band the band's called No Quarter. No Quarter. Now, in the same yeah. way that we were debating uh, about and Bowed here, do you think they're referring to not having a uh, twenty-five cents? Or do you think they're referring to like not having a living quarters? Um, I'm not sure that thought has crossed my mind or that question has crossed my mind. Um, but I also, you know, I started listening to them this week and I just haven't given that enough thought to tell you which it is. Well, I think our next step is going to have to be to get them on the show and ask them. <laughs> um, maybe. Yeah. So, Anyone out there, if you know anyone in the band, no quarter, let them know we want to talk to them. Um, yeah, but they're great. Their music is great. Um, lyrically, they're awesome. They talk about pretty much everything I like to hear about. Anti-authority, non-conformity, um, tragedies in history. QAnon. Uh, no. I think their last album was before QAnon, and so they haven't released any QAnon material. Um, so we'll see. Freedom, well, we 
what have you been putting in those ears? Yes. Well, actually, a funny thing. Um, so I, I'm the one who kind of like pushes the buttons on our like posting of episodes. And so I see our uh, like who's listening to the show. And we actually have like quite a few people in Australia listening to the show. So it'd be like really cool to hear from somebody who uh, who maybe knows the band and uh, or knows of the band and wants to chime in about it um, because we do yeah. kind of a kind of a growing audience down there um, or up there. I wonder if they think they're down or if they think they're up because they're down. I know it's the they're down, down under. under. They're down under. Do they have very different value systems of like what being on top might mean? That's I have just thought. a couple. Of, I don't know. I have a couple of thoughts. I feel pretty sure that if if you're there, you don't refer to yourself as being down under. I think it's only the people that are up in the northern hemisphere that just refer to them as that. Right. Yeah. I feel it's like they like... wouldn't. Em- I feel like they wouldn't embrace that. Yeah. No. In the same way that they definitely are super confused by Outback Steakhouse and the fact that there's this thing called a Bloomin' Onion that has nothing to do with their entire continent at all. No, no. Or with bloomers, uh, the underwear. Nothing right. to do with either of those things. Okay, music-wise. Uh, so I'm continuing with what I've been doing. Uh, I listen to streaming stuff, and I have downloaded uh, libraries and stuff like that. Um, but I've just been listening to a lot of vinyl because I have the luxury of being at home and... Again, I like the practice of like putting a record on and listening to one side three times and then flipping it. Um, but one thing I do have is like in my house, um, in the room where in this like the studio I have here, uh, I do have a bunch of records on the walls. There's like maybe seven or eight records on the walls. And I realized like I hadn't taken any of those down and listened to them in like quite a while. But you um, did. I was there. Yeah, and so I, I pulled down one of my favorite albums of all time um, that I hadn't listened to in probably... Well, I hadn't listened to the vinyl version in a couple of years because it's been on the wall. So I pulled it down, um, and it's just been on the turntable for like a week or so. Like just kind of when I've been listening, I click it on. Um, and that is uh, Mm-hmm from Reliant K. Now, now, did you pull that? Because I know you pulled it down while I was at your house. Did you do it with me in mind, or was it just something you were feeling? Uh, probably both. Like, I don't think I would have put something on that you would not want to listen, that I would assume you would not be that interested in. Like, I've also been listening, like, before that, I had, like, Kenny Loggins and Jim Messina's sitting in, like, singer-songwriter album on. Um, so like, and I that wouldn't be offensive. And that wouldn't be offensive. Well, to no, me. Like, but, I, I I could handle it, but I that, you know that's not something I would choose. Right, right. And so yeah, I mean I know you really love that album as well. Um, it, I used to say that it was the best record I had ever heard. I used to say it was my favorite album. Because it is still to me number one favorite album of all time. Yeah. Wait, the Loggins one? No. No, 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 no. The mm-hmm. one he pulled off the wall. Mm-hmm. I can literally see. I can literally see in his studio right there. He's got "Mean Everything to Nothing" by Manchester, 
There's an album missing from the middle, which is Reliant K. Mm hmm. Yeah. And then Thrice, which album is that? That's Illusion, Illusion of, safety. of Safety. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I just been spinning it. It's uh, it's a fantastic record. Beautiful song lyrics, very deep meaning. Instrumentation's fantastic. It goes everywhere from like piano songwriter to very no effectsy. Um, some screaming even. Like I think it's just so great. Um, yeah, so that's been good. Just keep driving, leave this defeat miles behind me. So far back, I have to wreck my mind and just remind me. I keep trying to put myself back up and then move on. I think about the life I have when this fragile one is gone. All right, so something we tend to talk about every time we get together. Not just on the show, but just every time we're around each other. Um, I have been watching... So, first of all, I finished Cobra Kai Season 3. It came, out, it came out on New Year's Day and crushed it. Aaron and I have watched it. Jesse is, I think, three seasons behind. Um, but I also just kind of chronically, no pun intended, watch Trailer Park Boys. Yes. <laughs> like... And it just gets better and better. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a character on Trailer Park Boys, one of the main characters. His name is Julian. And the art of Trailer Park Boys is that they just don't care how much they beat the dead horse with archetypes. Mm-hmm. Like they just make every single character an archetype. Every single character does exactly the same thing every show. They say the same words. They have the same interaction with the same character every single episode. Every season is the same plot for the whole season, and it's fantastic. <laughs> um, and one of the characters, Julian, always has a drink in his hand at all times, no matter what. Not just a drink. He always has a rum and Coke in his hand. Always. Whether he's driving somewhere, he's in a store, he's climbing under a house, he's covered in garbage, he always has a drink mm-hmm. in his hand. And I feel like we are a little bit like that. Like when we are around each other, we tend to have a drink in our hand. And so uh, I think it'd be cool if we just started like naming that pretty clearly when we get together. And so I think we should go around really quick. We'll make this fast going around uh, around the, the table here. So Jesse, why don't you go first? Just let us know what is it that you are sipping on there? I have a a beer beverage from the brewery modern times the name of it is called diamond drive it's a limited release um double hazy ipa they put out um i could read the back of the the can because that would just be ridiculous but i won't but i can say these are my own words not reading the back of the can is that clear these are my words not the back of the can this is an utterly enchanting juice vortex and it's majestically complex and incredibly crushable. It really looked like you were reading the back of the can. Yeah. I could see how it looked that way because I was looking at the back of the can. Um, I could see how it seemed that way. Okay. Those were my words. All right. Hmm. What about you, Mike? What do you got there? Uh, One other thing I want to point out, I know this is rare and it kind of is unfavorable, but I, I, I like and even prefer to drink out of a can. I know many people pour into a pint glass or, or even drinking from a bottle. 
I legitimately like and prefer going straight from the can. I like to pour my beer into a plastic tumbler with a lid and a straw. <laughs> Preferably a paper straw. <laughs> uh, I am drinking. Uh, I'm drinking a homebrew that Aaron and I and Jesse made together. Mm-hmm. Um, it is at its good point to me right now. It's a it's a rye stout. It's got some really great head retention. Its aroma is fantastic. Uh, finishes without any weird homebrew weirdness that sometimes homebrews get from yeasty, sludgy, weird. It's it's great. And so I've been uh, having one with dinner almost every night lately. Yeah, I'm really happy with that, how that one turned out. It did turn out really, really Even good. Even though the, the brew day, for the most part, was pretty good. But... Mike and I had two pretty substantial boil overs. So instead of 10 gallons of beer, we ended up with eight gallons of beer. We also Can had I some technically... pretty substantial chicken wings. Also. Oh, yeah. I mean, wow. Anyone oh, listening and... in San Diego, start eating at Cross Street Chicken. There you and, go. And although I do, um, I do enjoy the brewing process, I wasn't able to get over there while you guys were doing the brewing. I literally only was involved in the boil over cleanup process. I came after the fact and only was a cleanup crew. That's, well, that's not true. You also helped me carry the ke- the kettle into the house to put it in the carboys. As yeah. if you couldn't have done it without me. No. He's literally wearing know. a weightlifting no, t-shirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're right. I did also do. I did also carry the cake with you. But anyway, I'm happy to help in any way I can. Like I love the whole process, but I did just happen to get there late and only help with cleanup, which counts. Aaron, what well, do you got? I appreciate going? that. Okay, this is a a double dry hopped pilsner called Easy Peasy from. Urban Roots Brewing in Sacramento. All right. And it's how, how is crisp it? and refreshing, kind of hoppy. I like it a lot. Nice. I, I'm not normally into Pilsners, but if I was, I feel like a double dry hopped would, would probably be, be the right path. I think you should just get more into Pilsners. I don't. Oh, man, ale. I don't. It's got to be an ale. Always no. ales. You guys need to expand your horizon. That's like telling you to expand your music horizons, but you only listen to Death by Stereo every day, all day long. We love you, Dan. I've also started listening to rap. (laughs) Okay, you know what? Credit him there. Wait, rap or hip-hop? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I I do want to call this out. I know we talk about punk music a lot, but one of my favorite hip-hop artists actually passed away in the last um, month or so. Uh, I, as I kind of re-engaged in some like modern hip hop artists in the last five or six years, I fell into absolute like love with the weirdness and utter talent of MF Doom. Um, and MF Doom passed away. Uh, and so, um, we'll, we'll like maybe drop a little bit of MF Doom at some point here. Zone, turn H2O to cognac on Tuesday. A 
ever since the womb till I'm back with my brother went. That's what my tumor say. Right above my government tumor lake. Either unmarked or engraved. Hey, who's to say? I wrote this one in BC, DC, section. Well, one thing that we're uh, planning for this new season is just to be a little more organized with some of our conversations. And we're hoping to make it as uh, like cheesy as possible. We're even going to give you some drops into <laughs> like specific segments that we have planned that will kind of be uh, we'll just be doing different specific segments over. And we actually have one for you right uh, now. You're not that smart and you're not that pretty either. Oh yeah, and you're not that fun to be around. We're gonna do a little wise wisdoms. Uh, every once in a while, we're going to drop a little quotation from someone, usually in the punk scene, but maybe not. Um, and this very first one comes from Mark Adkins of Guttermouth. And this comes from an interview, I believe it was right around 99. So the interviewer asks, have you had any lineup changes? And Mark replies, just the bass players have changed. Bass players are very unstable people. I don't know what it is, but I think that because it is easy to play bass, it is only four strings. Their mental capacity is far lower than those that play six strings or drums or anything like that. So yeah, bass players are generally retarded. Oh my god! <laughs> That's wise wisdoms? <laughs> what were you expecting? Okay, so Aaron, I have just really quick, I need to like say something about that. So first of all... okay. True or false, you were a bass player in a punk band. Correct. I said true or false. Correct, I will take. I know it's hard because you guys have a lower cognitive ability than the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, we only have to handle four strings. Uh, okay, I mean, I think that's a little bit harsh. I would push back and I would say, like, there are bass players that I think are phenomenal musicians. Lots of bass players I think are phenomenal musicians. For example, I think the greatest bass player of all time, it's just my opinion. I know there are very technically able, like the Victor Wootens of the world that can like do all kinds of crazy stuff on bass guitars. That's mm. like a skill and a talent level. But I would love for, who was the quote from again? Mark Adkins. I'd love for Mark Adkins to say that to Carl Alvarez from Descendants. Oh, yeah. I would love him to say that because Carl is insanely good at music. Like, I think that the runs in Descendants and All Songs are just unbelievable. I think that the way he uses the bass guitar to create harmonies with, with Egerton on guitar and fill space while Egerton's doing all kinds of weird chords and stuff, I would push back. I think Mark's um, Mark's quote here is very reductionist, and I think a lot of people have this point of view where you only have four strings to manage. That part is true, um, and the 
strings are far apart. It's a little bit easier to handle. It really is. But the music is the same, right? Um, like the music theory, the, the actual building and skill of playing music is, uh, you know, it's very similar to the guitar. Um, and a, a good bass player would be able to take that and like, um, you know, be a little more creative, be able to do like runs like you're talking about, like Steve, um, Carl Alvarez does. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. then I would, I would say that, um, I would say that quote is dumb. Oh, it's not wise. Wise and dumb? No, I think it's just not wise. I I, uh, I think it's dumb. But I would love for us to have something uh, wise, maybe. And I know uh, Jesse, you were hoping to maybe share something that might redeem uh, redeem us in this moment. What I have here for us is a quote from Rumi who I do believe came up in the season finale uh, of uh, season one for us. And this is a quote from Rumi, from um, who's a poet. And he says, uh, even the darkest night will end and the sun will rise. <laughs> Very good. And now Jesse has a new drink in his hand. Uh, I think that that is um, a very fitting a very fitting piece of poetry today. Uh, and it, it might send us in a little bit of a shift of our gears and, and maybe appropriately. So uh, we are, we are recording this episode um, the day after uh, domestic terrorists um, insurgents uh, invaded the, uh, the Capitol building in Washington, DC. Um, and I don't, and I call them, I, I was just because gonna say President Trump tonight called them demonstrators. I, I was just gonna say that I have decided that that is what I would classify them as insurgents, um, and I believe that they are terrorists. I think that by definition they were trying to make people feel terror. Oh, absolutely. Do you think it was a coup? I think. I think it was very close to the makings of a coup. Um, when we see these kinds of behaviors in other nations, we very quickly call these kinds of things a failed coup. We would say you know, uh, um, a, a faction or a separatist group within the nation um, who are trying to maintain some level of control. Maybe they have a leader that is in uh, an ultimate position like the president. Um, and they have some leaders in the Congress or whatever it is, the parliament of, of that nation. I, I would say the combination of um, Senator Hawley and others, Senator Cruz, in combination with these insurgents is very similar to what we have very quickly called a coup in other nations uh, for hundreds of years. Do you think I'm off? No, I don't. I don't I'll, I'll accept the feedback. Just, it's okay. I mean, I sort of, I sort of wonder. I feel like we could call it a coup if there was, if they were trying to, um, put someone into power like there. Now, I, I think there's a sense where you know they're trying to keep Trump in power. They're trying to say that that 
the election was was a sham. It was wrong. Uh, but I, I guess it, it would only be a coup if they were there at the Capitol to actually take power as opposed to, like, force a different decision from a democratic election. I, I also get the impression that there's a large group of people that maybe don't understand how democracy works, <laughs> including including the person who incited uh, the mob. Uh, you clearly want to tell us more about that, so... No, I hate politics so much. But it seems to me like the president of the United States of America literally does not know how democracy works. Like, literally doesn't get it. I think he understands that it's a popularity contest, but I think that he's not willing to accept the fact that people don't like him as much as he thinks they should. Because um, he continues to say that this... Uh, this election was a landslide election in his favor, which is totally not true. And there's zero evidence for, but he continues to say that just because I, I think it's either because he doesn't want to accept that maybe he's not as popular as he thought, or he's just putting on a front to make those uh, people who are continuing to be loyal to him um, think that he's pushing on and think that he's uh, still view him as a winner, right? He says that he won, so he won. I think that's what he wants those people to believe. Trump won. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's this literally... big sign by my house. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. There's a big, like, like my neighborhood is very, very anti-Trump. Like if you, if you just drove around my neighborhood, you would see lots of like, uh, Biden Harris signs before the election. You see a lot of Black Lives Matter signs around houses, but there's this one house that's like uh, several blocks away from me, and they have like they must have property that kind of on a hillside, and they have like spent the time to make these wooden signs that are probably like three feet tall or so. Each letter is like three feet by three feet, and it says Trump one written out with like those solar lights lighting it up. And I have really wanted to, and I haven't done oh, it. Let's do it, man. I really want to do it. I would do it tonight if somebody wanted to come do it with me. I want to climb up just, this hillside just... and rearrange the letters so that it says All rump. I just move the T. I want to make it say rump town really badly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not much rearranging. It's literally just dropping that T down. I think we could do it in, in, in 12 seconds. I... <laughs> I mean, but it's just like wild to think that, yeah, to still think that, that it's have, have this false reality, have this like weird thing that is like completely the product of some cognitive, cognitive dissonance. And like, it's just wild. I already said more than I thought I would about that. I, God, I hate politics so much. You know what I say? I, I actually don't know what you say. Oh, I say no, thank you. Well, and I and I appreciate yeah. that. I I just think that this is not necessarily politics. Like I think we're not necessarily in political. Th this isn't only political posturing and that kind of thing. This is also like we we have to think about society. There, there's a society issue here, and that will have like to me politics is like a relatively fake thing. 
right? There's like a pol- political like game that gets played, and it's like a dance that happens, and often it feels like it happens far away, especially with federal government. Mm-hmm. But this is my my big fear here. I, I mentioned as Aaron and I were talking before. My big fear here is that we end up with like two huge problems, and they go together. One is that we end up with a really, really pissed off separatist faction within our society who now no longer has the like, like, like this no longer has like the satisfying satisfaction of having their, their dude be the leader. And now they're just like this weird militia feeling thing that's who knows it's, it's, it's. It's the guy at the desk next to you at work. And you don't know that on the weekend he's like strapping on all his gear to pretend he's an army man or something. Um, that that worries me. And then the craziness of social media. <laughs> Aaron, did you, Aaron, the look on your face just when Mike said strapping on, it was almost like he thought he was going to say something else. Yeah. Just the weird <laughs> dude exactly next to you. He's, a, he's one of the proud boys. He's, he loves the strap on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That is a thought that crossed my mind recently is that when they were choosing the name Proud Boys, <laughs> did they realize that so many of us would think that it just seemed like something that might be really different? You know that that's I a thing. what they are. are that's a real thing. making decisions. They chose the name Proud Boys. Terrible name. They also carried tiki torches when they marched in uh, uh, <laughs> Charleston. Not Charleston. When they uh, did, when they had their Pride March in Charlottesville, Charlottesville. Thank you. Was yeah. it during Pride Week? It was. All, it's uh, always Pride Week for the I, Proud was, Boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, back to what Mike was saying. I I unfortunately think that what we saw yesterday is evidence of exactly that. I mean, those people are not going to just like after January twentieth, they're not going to put their ideology away. They're not going to cool off and be like, okay, well. You know, the next four years, got to listen to Joe. Just wait till 2024. Hope that Trump makes it. And uh, then, you know, he'll get elected then. They're not going to do that. They're going to no get more radicalized. I actually that's think that's word. one of what... Yeah, I think that's actually one yeah. of the ways that uh, Joe Biden uh, will not succeed, honestly. I'm rooting for him for sure. But um, in, in his uh, speech... Uh, uh, when he first sort of declared victory in the election, which has now happened multiple times, whatever, he he said that he he wants to be a president for 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 the entire nation for for both. Sides. He knows there's people that everyone says that but he though. still wants. To, I know, and that's just an area that I feel like he's going to have his greatest challenge at, at actually succeeding because I oh absolutely I, I think that I think that the 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 Trump voters I don't think that they'll get on board i i don't know yeah no so i think that like the pool of people that are gonna hate our next president is smaller than the pool of people who hated our previous president that makes sense yeah um but at the same time the people who the radical trump supporters who are now gonna hate joe biden are I think going to be far more extreme in their tactics over the next four years. And, okay. you know, I, 
you guys have probably heard people talk of civil war and unfortunately i think that is a, a possible reality well i mean we just saw it we we just saw it people died oh i saw it we I mean, saw five. one act here's something that was crazy. right i saw a headline today it's it's somewhat unrelated but i saw a headline today this is again unrelated just a tangent it said that um the last civil war widow passed away last month i saw that as well really i saw that as well i had yeah. to open it just to be like how could this be possible yeah it was but it, it was, was her husband was like 90 was something years old and he was 90 he was something 93 and she was 17 17 yeah that's gangster oh and she just <laughs> passed away so that's how someone in 2020 is a widow of someone who was in the civil war that's amazing that's, okay, so that was yeah. a tangent. There it was. So, so Jesse, what, what, how do you untangent? I don't even. Well, don't so, know. so as we're talking about civil war, we're talking about separatist groups. There is danger. There were pro, there there were not just riots in Washington D.C. There were riots in the California Capitol. They broke windows at the Arizona State Capitol in Phoenix. There was an uprising in. I think it was not as crazy. I'm not sure in Colorado. Like it happened in other places around the country as well. So there is this like darkness to, to go back to Rumi. There's this darkness that's kind of over the top of us right now. Yesterday was sad. I I put out a little post and and it's there's people going back and forth and I I even had to delete some nonsensical nonsensible like nonsense from people who are posting stuff on it that just like you know my both of my grandfathers were in the military. Um, one was a Republican and one was a Democrat. I, I, they are no longer alive, but I, I know this is not the America that either of them went to war for. This is not. Tadashi said that? No, I said that yesterday. Um, Tadashi said almost the exact same thing. Yeah, I think a lot of people are saying that. A lot of people are saying that. And I, I appreciate the rapper Tadashi. Um, you know... It was a really stark thing to see a Confederate flag at the top of the Capitol steps. It was a very stark thing to see a Confederate flag walking through the halls of Congress. That that that's just I I heard that like during the Civil War, the Confederate Army never made it north of Fort Stevens, which is in Washington D.C., but that was kind of the the, the farthest point that they got. And here we are in 2021 and the Confederate flag was in the Capitol. It's, it's just really a wild thing. It's really a crazy thing. And so I want to go back to Rumi. I would actually love it if you'd read it again in a second, because I think that, that I, I just want to hear thoughts and maybe, you know, we can kind of close with this. Like how do we do the second part of that, of that, little bit of poetry if you'd read it again jesse even the darkest night will end and the sun will rise um something that that i was just thinking is as you were saying you were just getting us back into it Uh, the darkness is not people is is something that came to mind for me you gotta say more about that i don't i don't i don't think that that we can the people that have these 
feelings or opinions that that are oppositional or, or different than my own or even different than the slight majority of people in our nation. It's it's not the people that that are the darkness. And I th- this like really you saying that pushes me like I, songs jump up <clears throat> for me. And that's how I've like processed things much of my life. For sure. My whole adult life music is the way that I have been able to deal with the greatest and worst things that have ever happened to me. Um, when all your fears collide, propaganda. Um, I've been thinking about that song a little bit of just like, how afraid these little boys are that entered this building. Uh, my work changed healthcare a little bit. So we have better access to mental health care than we did before 2021. And I just look at some of those pictures and watch the videos of yesterday and man, we need that. Some people are just messed up and they don't have access to help. And so what does that do over time? What does that do when you grow up in a household where there's mental health problems? What do you do in a, when you grow up in a household where there has been no access to education? What do you do when you grow up in a household when you grow up generationally impoverished in parts of the country that have false pride in in, in the poverty that you're living in, whether it's Educational poverty, nutritional poverty, financial poverty. Um, I don't take any blame away from people who smashed windows. Caused five deaths so far. They did announce that a, a Capitol Police officer died today. I also think that we... We, are, we, we, we started this conversation earlier with a, a little, like kind of tongue-in-cheek about a failed state but this is the time i and we've I talked about propaganda in the last uh, last episode quite a bit this is the story of the failed imagineer from from that album victory lap are we willing to say like man we messed up didn't quite go right and that line from that song sit down with me let's have a drink is this simple image of what I think is the most important thing that we have in our society, which is we have discourse. I think it's why people listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I think people are hungry for a nice conversation and they just like can't get the shit together to have one for themselves. So sometimes they listen to assholes like us talk about random stuff. Um, but like if, if we can't get back to that, if our fears are colliding, if we have failures of imagination of how we could be and we can't just sit down and have a drink and talk, I don't know when we'll ever see that light that Rumi's talking about. When all your fears collide You're stumbling on this waste of life No reverse No rewind Yeah, and to to continue on with something I said that didn't I, I feel like I didn't quite explain what I meant that 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 the darkness isn't that half of people it's not them 
that is the problem. Um, it it brought up another quote that that I have held on to pretty tightly for quite a while now that I think is is very true, and it's from a guy named Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Uh, um, and I literally don't know who he was, other than the fact that his name sounds super Russian. But um, uh, when I said that, this quote that he said just it strikes me as in immensely profound. And what he says is, if only it were so simple, if only there were evil people somewhere insidiously committing evil deeds, and it were necessary only to separate them from the rest of us and just destroy them. But the line dividing good and evil cuts through the heart of every good, every human being and who is willing to destroy a piece of his own. Oh heart. my gosh. So, and so wow. when I, when I just said like, it's not just that half of people, it's, it's something that is dividing every person it's in everyone. So reconciliation, this might be the word healing has been used. Reconciliation is a very good word, I think, because reconciliation says you're not bad and I'm not good. We have to know each other, I think. Um, I think I think reconciliation is a very, is a very human word. I I'm really drawn to uh, just after the election in 2016. Um, Descendants uh, released a single called "Who We Are," um, and I, I'll actually even like read a piece of it. Let me pull it up really quick. Um, it, I, I'm actually read the whole song. It's very short, uh, and and the lines are are not quite um, specific to to what we are talking about here, but I think it is specific to what you are saying. Jesse, I think it actually connects really well. Uh, it says, Woke up this morning to a different world. They're stomping on immigrants and groping girls. There's nothing American about us now. A whole population driven underground. But I still believe in our democracy. Warts and all, it's still the land of the free. So take it outside. Shout it loud as you can. Defend the rights of every woman and man. In times like this, we ought to stay together, but they just pitted us against each other. Just give it some time, though, and you will see that we all have a common enemy. It's the man who says it's okay to hate. But we know that hate will destroy this place. So right now I'm asking you to join our side and take a stand to fight for what's right. That's who we are. Strength and difference. That's how I feel. That's who we are. Be the resistance. Hey, can't you feel it getting real? That's who we are. Unite for justice. That's how I feel. That's who we are. It isn't just us. Can't you feel? Can't you feel it getting real? Yeah. Is that? Is that? Yeah. I. I don't know that song. But I liked what you just said. Um. Well. What. What's. What's next then? Like. What do we truly hope? Um, I I hope. I think this is connected to us also, like eventually coming out of this pandemic, as vaccines spread and as as bits of normalcy. I don't want us to go back to normal. I think normal was not ideal. 
I think normal was glorification of things I don't like. I think normal was systemically oppressive to a lot of people. I think normal's not good. But as bits of normalcy start to creep back in, I just dream of discourse. And I know I used that word before. Uh, as a teacher of the humanities, that's what I, I, I am. I teach students. I teach adults. Um, being able to have a civil conversation about something that you kind of disagree about is so overwhelmingly important. Because if you can't have a civil conversation about something you kind of disagree about, then you calcify in your position and then you'll take on mantles of other things that are increasingly crazy and pull you apart on these mountains of bullshit. And it all came from the fact that you couldn't just have a nice conversation about something that you kind of disagree with. It's not like massively consequential. So I would love to just see discourse, civil discourse. How, how great would it be to, to hearken back to the, um, Propagandi song with let's sit down and have a drink. How great would it be if when Joe Biden takes office, if he literally, this is going to sound both serious and is a joke because that's who I am. How great Perfect. would it be if Joe Biden literally invites this guy via Getty? You guys know who that is? Via Getty invites him to the white house for a drink. Is that one of the dudes uh, and that's the joke part of, of what I had to say there. Uh, there were some people that were posting about this guy, one of the guys who broke in, and he was the one that was in full. Uh, he had his like his face painted. And he was wearing I don't I don't know. He was one of the guys that was actually in 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 the building. Um, and um, the image that was posted online and saved was um, via Getty Images, and people were posting it, and they thought this guy's <laughs> name was Jesse. via it, Getty. Jesse. Damn it. He's the one who looks like a like uh like a villain from the um, village. He looks like people. Alabama. He looks like Alabama. Oh, I thought he, he looked, looked like, like a Alabama. village people villain. Speaking of the Proud okay, Boys. Sure, sure. Yeah. So that was so that was the joke part of it was like people were legitimately saying like you got to arrest this Via Getty guy. He was uh, you know, Dude, like, your internet is you, so much weirder than my internet. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, so, but, but, but also, but the part that wasn't a joke was like, I think that would actually be a, a step towards, um, this idea that Biden said in his acceptance speech, which was like, I want to be everyone's president and, and unite both of these groups that are, it feels like more at odds than they've been in the last 150 years. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Getting people just talking up at the highest levels would be very, very important. I think one of the things that I hope for is simply that people would give up some of their moral high ground, like these little hilltops that we're ready to die on that are just not important at all, um, that oftentimes are just trying to help them maintain their place in society when in reality, if they gave that up, like give up a little bit of supremacy, you're going to make society better and you're really not going to lose anything at all. And people just don't understand that. 
Yeah, and 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 I've mentioned sort of talking about um, the uh, this sort of two sides thing, this very divided thing. It's very obvious that 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 is something that that's going on here, and and I don't even see myself fully on on the side of um, of um, what am I trying to say here? Like, there's these like super Trump supporters, and then there's like all these people. There's these conservatives, and there's these liberals. There's these rights, and there's left. And I personally, I'm not some big like, bleeding heart liberal myself i consider myself a new colossus moderate a phrase that, that mike and i coined ourselves it's a small it's a small group of people that i know but we're scrappy I, I as myself, fuck uh, <laughs> 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 but uh but anyways the hope uh, what do i hope yeah uh listen to each other because even the people that are that are super because i said i consider myself more of a moderate i'm a big chunk in the middle grabbing a little bit from each and rejecting quite a bit from each uh of these sides um they're on and honestly the people that are like crazy far on the right they're not they're not all bad and they're not all wrong and they're not all hideous there is there is goodness and, and beauty and truth in in some of, of what they have. And then you go crazy far to the left. There is something good and, and true and beautiful in even in those people that are crazy far on both of those sides. It's not, no one has all bad. We all just said it like discourse, like listen to each other. Even if you know like, super radical things that are way out there are aren't something you can get on board with doesn't mean don't listen and it doesn't mean and it doesn't mean give in to the things that you're afraid of and I, i i keep coming back to that song because i think this is the this is the when all your fears collide because i think it just it is the warning it's almost like a, you know, it, it's the message that the, the messenger pigeon dropped off in the village in a way. I'm like, listen, if you don't stop this, there are consequences for it. And those consequences are for you. When, uh, here it is. When all your fears collide, you'll watch the sun rise, but it will rise over ruin. There's the roomy connection, right? Like the sun will come up, but yeah. what's going to be there? Like what's going to be there when the sun comes up after the dark night? You're going to be able to see again. And what do you want to see in the landscape? All your fears collide. You'll watch the sun rise, but it will rise over ruin, unveiling your crimes, observing the depth of your failure, the violation of humanity still burning in your mind. Your final offering is a tragedy that haunts you deep in the night. Inferno's burning on the skyline. The neighbors are racked with distress. Ecstatic crowds burn a man alive. You're fumbling keys to your door. When all is said and done, they're going to tear you apart. You feel yourself corroding on the inside. When all your fears collide, you're stumbling on this waste of life. Over top, once breathing warning signs. You're alive, but you are lost. All along, they made you think that you would be the wolf this time. Their shadows circle endlessly. When all your fears collide, you're stumbling on this waste of life. No reverse, no rewind. 
It's not even accusing you. This touches on you, Jesse, saying it's not the person. It's this is what your fear will do to you. If you give in to your anxieties, your fears, your worries of adequacy not happening, whether it's your own inadequacy or whether you don't trust a system or something, it will lead you into a destruction zone that actually will eventually just eat you like the dystopia around you. Oh, man. Well, I could say then, because I know we were kind of touching on like, well, what do we hope? Like, what what, what do we want to see next? I guess I hope or just wish that a conversation like the one we just had where where we dig into this and, and, and think and listen, uh, I wish it, it could make a big difference. And I, and I know we don't have some sort of massive audience. This isn't going to reach millions of people and that's okay. At least but, like 15, I mean, at least 15 though. <laughs> and then, I mean, that's not, I, I'm just saying like, whether it comes from, us specifically people listening to to this or something like this or just i don't i don't know i i just am so on board with what you said that that listening and just continue to have this discourse i sort of feel like i want to hear from from these people that have severely different opinions than i do i'll listen And, and i would push us maybe we should talk to them here yeah that might not be craziest idea it might be hard or difficult or challenging sounds good to me especially if they're a bass player because they might not get it (laughs) (laughs) well well as much as i i feel like i could just continue to dig, dig into some of this i i feel like we should we should close with that uh each of us sort of mentioned some hopes that we feel and have but uh I feel like we should we should wrap here and just know that we're gonna this not this exact conversation but conversations very much like this are just gonna keep picking up quite quite often throughout 2021 in this new season of the punk tree that we have. Yeah, and we really would love to hear more from from some of you as well. And so, um, as you guys are listening in, um, it's been fun to engage with with some of you through social media here and there. Um, it looks like we have some cool guests coming up for this new season. Uh, we've got some sweet swag that we would love to just give away to any of you. Um, and so, if you wanna, if you wanna hit us up and, and get something with punk tree stamped on it, um, yeah, we will just send sending, it all around. <laughs> yeah, we have. We've we've sent out uh, several packages to to guests and listeners, people that have contacted us. But uh, anybody that just literally like message on on instagram or an email or i don't know all the social medias uh parlor send us a message on parlor we, we're, for not, sure. we're not we parlor. Get a parlor we're not a parlor no we're not a parlor let's not yet so then we so then we must just be uh libtards left super left we're, we're, libtards, we're not on parlor uh, right? but our myspace is popping myspace is popping <laughs> and our live journal is fresh um but yeah i anything? mean <laughs> please hit us up it'd be great <laughs> Um, and you can find us on all the spots. Um, if you're new to the show, go check out some of the great conversations we've had. We have a bunch of stuff coming up really soon on the punk tree. Uh, 2021 is going to be different and it's going to be better. 
and uh, we'd love to to carry a little bit of the fire here um, in our conversations together. And so, uh, thank you for spending some time with us. Um, please check out old episodes. Also, check out other shows. We are really glad to be a part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. And there's some really cool other shows. Um, Long May You Young, some of our buddies that do a Neil Young show. They've got some awesome new t-shirts. I think i got to go snag one. Um, and you should check Honestly, out Honestly, we should get... We should get- we should get the guys from Dad Bod Rap Pod to come over here and, and explain what the difference between rap and hip hop is. I think we that's, still need to do that. You're right. We yeah. still need to do that. Uh, but anyway, thanks for hanging out, everybody. Uh, it's, it's it's great to be back and spend some time with you all. We will catch you again really soon. Be excellent to each other. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.